0: Hit the record button. Hi, welcome to the Shadowscape podcast. I'm Corey.
1: And I'm Sean. And today we want to introduce you to our friends, Nick and Savannah. Hey, I'm Nick.
2: I'm Savannah.
1: Nick and Savannah are the creators of the online music magazine Playlist Play that you hear so much about from us. And also... Um, The creators of a brand new festival experience and resource guide called
3: Guest List. I'm the creative director at Playlist Play. I'm also the co-founder.
2: I am the editor and co-founder of Playlist Play and Guest List.
0: Today we are sitting in Sean's loft above Shadowscape Studios and we're listening to the rain. Yeah, so
1: if you hear just a lot of water in the background, it's the roof. It's Sean's rain stick. <laughs> I do, I do have, a, I do. I had a rain stick band in the nineties. What were they called? Um, pretty sure we were called. Um,
0: I, I do. I remember it started with Wingdings. <laughs> you did have quite an affection for that font.
1: It was, only one better is Comic Sans.
0: Whatever letter is the ambulance? That's my favorite Wingding letter. I never <laughs> knew wh- how I got to the ambulance. I just liked that at some point I was typing. And an ambulance just showed
1: up (laughs) on my Microsoft Word document. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but the whole, like, the whole, like, ironic anti-culture on the Internet right now is reverting back to Microsoft Word, 3D Word Art 1998 is making a comeback. And Nick, Nick can know about this. He's from California and a designer. Mm -hmm. Is he from
0: California? No, I mean, he works in California
1: and he's a designer. That's what I meant.
0: So... What you're saying. Let's My break instant it. coffee hasn't set in yet. Let's break
1: it down. We're going to delete all this.
0: If you've been to California, you know about fonts. Yeah.
1: That's, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: I think That's <laughs> kids from Silicon Valley, man.
1: Do you know what
0: Silicon is?
1: Yeah. What, can you explain it? Well, it's, um, it in itself is an insulator, but you dope it with a semiconductor, and it allows you to create transistors on and off switches to record binary for processors so what computers. we need to know is why did they call it silicon valley because that's where they originally like the whole computer development boom happened during like the 70s and there's and silicon in the computer yeah in a, in a computer it. chip yeah they use it for a semiconductor switch
0: all right semiconductors speaking yeah. of semiconductors we have two semiconductors sitting <laughs> on the couch across from <laughs> us
1: is i that would a, call I, they're not even good. semi they're full-blown full conductors. conductors conductors of <laughs> rock and roll <laughs> Conductors And of,
0: all things other That you conduct yeah. I think mm-hmm. well, today, Well <laughs> today we have Our friends And the extraordinary people From Playlist Play Savannah and Nick Say hi Hello hey. Nice <laughs> <laughs> How's my couch treating you? It's this comfy
3: really comfortable squishy couch squishy isn't it It's great I,
0: I think I've decided that I'm going to stop doing something After today I always tell people To say hello <laughs> 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 Rather than giving them The option The option to welcome
1: people welcome savannah and nick yeah hey thanks see because that gives them the opportunity to be like man it's great to be on your show you guys are really cool i like the way you smell yeah
2: you can insert the applause yeah yes. mm-hmm. Hit that button
1: yeah but I, we need to do that we should do
0: real real time soundboard 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 yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
3: cool just throw in some rap horns every once in a while the yeah, air horn. Bow, bow, bow. Mm-hmm. Bow, yeah that's bow. already been on a podcast yep. so
0: old news old news <laughs> Well, anyway, we are here uh, with Savannah and Nick talking about their new endeavor, guest mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big deal. It's one of the coolest things that I've seen in a while. And honestly, this is—I don't know who had this idea. Was it Savannah or Nick, or was was it?
2: It was a spreadsheet that I've been keeping for a really long time Savannah that I had to do
1: something with. Yep. It was Savannah. <laughs> is that your middle yeah. name? Spreadsheet. It is. Yeah. So if you're listening to the podcast and you've listened to previous podcasts and you've heard us talk about Folk Alliance International, Savannah was pretty much the glue. That kept us alive as a team <laughs> during Folk Alliance International to be where we needed to be and working with the artists we needed to work with at the right times. She was the glue. She's the spreadsheet queen. And she was the team mom. <laughs> Did you say teen it. or team, team. mom? Team. She's <laughs> the teen mom. She's she, the teen. I was mom. a teen once. C- Maybe. A folk alliance.
3: I don't know you I past. was a
2: teen when we all originally became friends.
1: There
3: you go. Yeah, that's true. Whoa, it's
2: been a while. Not Nick, but
3: <laughs> I wasn't.
2: <laughs> Nick wasn't
0: around.
3: I, was when a I guess junior. I've known grown ass adult. I guess I've when known Corey
2: since I was fifteen, probably. Yeah, this is the first time I ever went to one of your shows. when, <laughs> yeah. that's when I was fifteen, and I probably met Sean when I was seventeen. Yeah, I would say.
0: Yeah, we kind of all came from the the same little pod. Yeah, like in third, Springfield. Yeah, glued together in this thirty mile
3: radius of yeah. Springfield, Missouri. Glue is kind of the theme today. This
0: podcast is sponsored by
1: Elmer.
3: It's we're changing the name of guest list to glue list.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about where this beautiful idea was birthed from spreadsheets. <laughs> What's interesting is I really did
0: not think that it was possible because I remember um, Savannah has a lot of talents, but Savannah also is extraordinary with a pair of scissors and razors. And when she cuts, she cuts me and Sean oh. our hair. <laughs> and, um, actually, she cuts the hair of everyone I know. That's actually my friend, I think. So, um, but I remember her telling me, uh, just sitting in her chair at the salon and she was telling me about this idea. And I remember thinking, this is cool. I like this. This makes a lot of sense. Seems completely impossible. (laughs) And I don't think in the moment I was, I was thinking I was not like broadcasting to her yet. Like this is never going to work. But I'm thinking back in my head, like this seems so big. So broad. And and I think for me, I'm thinking, uh, how, how could one individual do that? Um, the great thing is, though, is that you're also married to Nick. And, yeah. and sometimes the impossible gets possible real quick when you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> you know the right people? There's glue in your <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go.
1: So give our listeners just a little snapshot of what this guest list thing is.
2: Uh, well, what I really wanted to do is create a uh, comprehensive music festival database. So, um, just last year, Nick and I, because we have a music publication, went to 15 music festivals, and um, <laughs> that's where the spreadsheets came in to keep us organized. But um, there are some websites out there that, where you can search for for uh, music festivals and you know try to figure out what you want to do. But they're either not comprehensive, or you also have like craft fairs and bake sales, <laughs> and you have to sift through yeah, all yeah. the information. It's and not so, rock and roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would not say punk bake rock. Sales enough. are
0: very rock and roll. I, I do love
1: pies. Sorry,
3: <laughs> go that's great. gonna be
2: our next essay on playlist play. Uh, <laughs> the true punk rock.
3: We could do a rock and roll bake sale.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah. So I just had this vision of um, everything
3: has heroin in it. <laughs> 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 Sorry.
2: Uh, I just had this vision of having everything in one place and and having something really beautiful and useful um, where people can figure out what festivals they want to go to and where we can help bands uh find festivals that they should be playing at and kind of go from there.
3: Yeah, I mean I would say like backing up playlist play, like everything we do at Playlist Play is all about experiences and it's about either bettering your experience or relationship with musicians on Playlist Play or it's bettering your experience at a music festival via guest list. It's providing everything in one place so that you don't have to scour the internet to find everything that you need. You can kind of have a sense of community in this place you can you can kind of learn about the DNA of a festival in one place that isn't just like a Facebook page that's meant to be like the yellow pages or a website that's meant to sell you tickets it's It's supposed to like dig in a little bit more to the personal side of these things
0: what I'm most What I find most interesting about Guest List is that it seemingly, and I've only been in the beta version, and I've just kind of like looked around um, and tried to figure out like, how can I use this? Like, what are the benefits of it for me, just as like a festival goer or just like a music lover? Um, It actually seems like you took something that in my brain seems so just kind of out there just kind of like how how would you even start to organize this and how how would all these people even be able to log into something and get something so easily like put together but what I what I noticed immediately just after landing on the page is that like it all makes sense and it all flowed and it all seemed so like chain of thought like oh I want to do this and my brain would know what it wanted to do next, and somehow it was just in the web page in front of me. And I, <laughs> I, I thought that that was really interesting. How there was, you would before you would even went live, and you are just in beta version. You've already got something that I am um, I'm immediately like. I just wanted to like buy tickets to twelve festivals like <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> like I don't have the money for that, <laughs> but like everything flowed so well, and everything really made sense to me. Um, and it honestly, it made a it made a lot of sense. I, th- I think there's a, there's a lot of experiences that we don't have, particularly with festivals and shows. We don't have them because we don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I really liked about um, Guestless is there was this big map, and I could see where all these festivals were. And and, and there was a little bit of me that was like, oh, that festival looks really cool. Uh, that's a long way away from me, but I, maybe I should just, like, take a weekend and go do that Mm -hmm. uh it it, there was this like invigorating thing just kind of like you felt like a bit of an explorer like there was places you've never been that you wanted to go now because it was presented to you in like a really interesting and new way um I found that really kind of encouraging in a weird way that I never experienced Mm -hmm.
3: before um with that as well like going somewhere that you've never been before i think that kind of accurately describes a festival to some extent because they're all over the place there's i think with your spreadsheet there's like over 400 festivals just in the states and that's what we're focusing on right now but when you go to a festival it's not about seeing the band that you've listened to for years and years part of it is but it's also walking past a band that you've never heard of and discovering them for the first time and like hearing that music and having it stick with you and and every time you hear that band from now on you have this memory of of the festival um and trying to kind of capture that in some in some kind of way and just to like one of the features on the site is being able to to filter uh, festivals by proximity so however close they are to you but hopefully, like, when you start seeing how many are around you, you start to see how many other ones are around that ring and around the periphery of that and begin to spread out. Because um, you can also see, like, what festivals are related to one another to get this broader picture of what the festival landscape is because it is it is massive. And we've discovered a lot of festivals that we never realized existed. Like, this is kind of a tool for ourselves as well. We love going to festivals, but there's no easy way to organize that information
1: well, it sounds a bit like, you know, it was like Savannah just described. It was born out of kind of an accidental necessity. Like Absolutely. we're trying to keep all this organized and figure out how we can get where and connect all the dots. And all of a sudden you're looking at this spreadsheet and realizing this is invaluable information for anyone else who would be interested in festivals. Now, one feature that I thought was really cool from the website, and I've not dug into it quite as much as Corey has but was that you guys are also incorporating, um, outside experiences into the festival. So restaurants to eat at, places you could stay. Is that right? Tell me more about that.
2: Yeah, that's something I'm really passionate about. I love, um, again, experiences, the whole experience of when I go to a festival, if I'm in Louisville Kentucky for the first time for four castle festival what are um, restaurants I should experience what record short stores should I check out um, whether you're a band coming in for the festival and you're vegan and you need to know where to eat or whether you're just a festival goer and you want to have a whole fun weekend and really explore a new city um, that's really important to us so that's going to be something especially in version two when we launch um, is really those city guides and recommendations and where to stay and what to do and how to hang out
1: can I make a request? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I raised my hand for those. He's of you raising who can't. his hand no, right good. now. I got really excited when you said that because mm-hmm. you also like do like um, maybe. And this is just me just being a nerd, but could you do like good places to camp and hike? Oh, yeah, and I like, like it. you know, like mm-hmm. state parks that are nearby and that kind yeah. of thing. Because I, I feel like that's something our generation like is hungry
3: for, you know. And that's be, something that we want to do as well. as like for each phase phase of this project, we're going to try to like slowly release it and do beta testing so that any of the information that people want we can look at ways to incorporate it like hiking trails or best best places to camp around there oh, man. That'd be great. Um, to savannah's point as well like she's super adventurous and we we both kind of are to some extent but we also understand like how overwhelming going to a festival where a hundred thousand people are converging on one spot is it's a lot to get yourself organized to even just like figure out if you're getting the right ticket package or if you need camping or if you need parking, all of this other stuff. So this is hopefully a chance to kind of give people that information in a very simple way so that they can immediately feel comfortable with something and then jump into the adventure and the fun part of it without having to stress.
1: That's so cool. So it not only helps people discover Mm -hmm. festivals that they could wind up at, But it really helps them put the whole experience together and take a lot of the fear and the guesswork out of it. And I know for me that like that that would be the part that I'd be most nervous about. Like showing up, bunch of strangers, live music. I'm comfortable with that. But where do I park? Where do I stay? How do I get there? That's really cool.
0: So behind the curtain is is guest list? Uh, is it the same employees and personnel of Playlist Play, or is it a different team, or is it just you two? Um, you know, what's who's actually doing this on the day to day? Because it seems like a ton of information <laughs> to have to collect and organize and to and to code mm-hmm. and to create. And uh, what's that look like behind the curtain?
2: Uh, It is a lot of information, but luckily it's been something I've been keeping track of for some years now. Like anytime I see a new festival, I make a note of it and it all has a place that it goes. But, um, day to day it's, uh, a lot, well, Nick has been doing a ton of the work to get it up and off the ground visually and, and design systems and branding and all the stuff that makes it really beautiful, which is something I'm really proud of that I had no part of. But, um, it's going to be probably mostly Steven and I day to day. We run Playlist Play from the office. So there will be a lot of crossover there. And um, we have a great team of 20 people with Playlist Play who are photographers and freelancers and writers. And we have a lot of great resource there. But um,
3: That's where a lot of the content creation ends up coming from. And I, I guess to give like further perspective as to what we do, Savannah kind of runs the day to day. We both founded Playlist Play and then Guestlist now as well. But I kind of serve as a creative director. So I kind of create the vision for the products that we release and then for like some of our uh, content that we end up releasing as well. So the biggest part of Guestlist that's kind of being done behind the curtain right now is building a database. And that's the most time-intensive piece of this. Like when you look at Google or when you look at Facebook, those are essentially databases to some extent like it's information that you're accessing they like like we were talking about earlier a lot of uh a lot of festivals are just scattered across all these different websites so we're bringing all of that information into one place and creating a database that people can easily, ac- easily access and then putting um a, an experience uh, design on top of that so that's that's the biggest piece that we're kind of establishing right now and then figuring out like what the features are that tie into that, that utilize that data.
0: So when you pool all this data to- together for like a website like you're doing, is it actually like pulled on the website or s- separate servers is all on your Google spreadsheets and just sourcing? Like how how does one even go about like organizing this much stuff?
3: It's a lot. So it starts with Savannah spreadsheet, and it kind of lives there, and that's a way is to that, organize is that the just data everything itself. Everything in your life, this yeah. Starts it starts with <laughs> Savannah yeah, really spreadsheet. That way. That's uh, our breakfast is in there. Do you need your wedding God. vows off of our wedding <laughs> vows were uh, in. It was column by column. Um, yeah, but it, it kind of it starts there, and then we just like spider out into all of these different websites, Facebook, the festival websites and start gathering information and putting them into, I'm a big Dropbox person. So I'm just like organizing all of these Dropbox folders for us to start putting all of this content into, and then it starts to migrate to the server itself. And then we start building the pages themselves um, and actually starting to give life to this content. And then we're backing it up all the time as well. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if we lose that, then uh, I'm just going to cry in the corner for yeah. like a year.
1: It's going to be a real problem. Mm-hmm.
3: That'd be yeah. quite the cry. Initially, it it's be. a
2: huge project and a huge undertaking. But um, what's really cool is Nick's going in and, and putting in like past lineups from past years. So,
1: Oh, <laughs> backlog. He's al- yeah. yeah, so oh, he's cool. always
2: like did you know Riot Fest has been around this many years? Because he's he's finding all the lineup posters and putting those all on the site. So, um, you know, once all of that's there, that's the bulk of the work is creating that content. And then all we have to do is every year go back and update lineups and, and the content that our creators make when they're at the festival, taking photos and, and creating content around that too.
3: It's also creating an organizational structure so that, because we run we have kind of a backend that makes it easy for any of our team members or at least the three of us to dive in and input this data. So it's creating a structure on the end to, to make that simple and to just have fields that people can input um, items in. And then kind of a, a an, an item related to what you're talking about as well. The, the previous lineups was something that was birthed from recommendations and feedback that we got from the beta testing. So, we have like a uh, a contact form on the website so that people can just give us feedback constantly. If there's something that you're looking for, just tell us and we will look at possibly putting it onto our roadmap so that we can get that stuff on there. The The previous lineup element is something that's just cool because it it's a historical aspect of this festival. It also helps establish trust because you know this festival has been around for a long time and it's just super cool to go through the last like 20 years of Vans Warped Tour and see where it started and look at the Xerox poster yeah that they had initially all the way to where they're at this year and
2: the bands that were on the very bottom
1: of the yeah. lineup you know that are, are now just like now. huge yeah well that, that so that's what I was gonna ask mm-hmm. a second ago when I got really so excited cool. my arms mm-hmm. went, went in the air and I was gonna <laughs> ask favorite most fascinating backlog discoveries
3: um I haven't even like drilled into the smaller bands but it's it's seeing like how Coachella started with like 2 days and how it's been broadened I think it's like 4 days now or just how less than Jake has been on like every year of Warped Tour since it's been around <laughs> or like Riot Fest has been a festival that we've appreciated for a long time I had no idea that they go all the way back to like 2008 and that they've had like the descendants on almost every single bill it's it's just wild to see how much respect has been around for these festivals and how much they've grown not just with like the lineups having more and more and more bands but also like how they've gotten into multiple days or how Maha this year has a conference that's a part of it as well um, it for me it makes me feel closer to those festivals even though we've been to some of them like multiple years in a row it's neat to see that and and with that people
2: want to relive those memories like it's really cool to go back you know Warped tour 10 Mm -hmm. years ago and be like i did see that band that's crazy you know and and um relive those really good memories and think about summer days on a rainy day like today you know
3: yeah and there's like a bunch of bands on the warp tour lineups that i forgot that i had seen like i think like a day to remember was there one of the years that i went and i totally spaced on that and i realized that i have seen Amberlin, and that happened at warp tour and i just found out that you know, like one in the morning the other still night. haven't
2: seen him as many times as
1: i have
3: <laughs> no that'll never <laughs> unfortunately that will never happen uh, not, Rest not in now peace, they're not
2: yeah.
1: playing jams anymore it's sad did you have a, a vigil that day that you found out they were, um,
2: Well, there the were a lot of
1: Amberlin fans that like went and got tattoos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was huge. I, I think I saw
2: Amberlin like seven times and the last time I saw them was at Warp Tour and they said, you know, this is the last time we're ever going to play Kansas City and I'm like weeping at Warp Tour, and, like crying um, just because that, that emotional connection you have with a band is so important and that's why we do what we do. A
3: lot of that has happened at Warp Tour too. We we had that with um, Yellow Card yeah. the other year. Yeah. And know Warp Tour is ending so we're just going to cry the whole time.
0: Crying on the inside?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys have like little pins or something right we, do. we have, so we 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 have got,
2: beanies and pins that say crying we inside yeah.
3: smart ass <laughs> merch because that's who we are so we have beanies and pins that say crying inside and we have a shirt and patch that says everything is fine and it's a it's a skeleton thumbs up so it's yeah all that stuff is is funny and entertaining and i think is appropriate
0: I've always liked you guys because you're as sad as I am in like the most <laughs> positive way. Like we just, we really enjoy mm-hmm. being sad
3: about music and highly emotional. Our next project is actually sadasiam.tumblr.com. Dot dot <laughs> <laughs> oh, <but laughs> Zanga. Zanga's the up and coming, <laughs> man. I, I still
0: wish you, if you would go ahead and just secure this website for me, I still want to start. The Tumblr Christian Dads Who Vape yes. uh, at Tumblr. I still think that would be a funny one. Oh, man. I'm on a it. bunch of guys with fedoras vaping, you know. For the rest of this podcast, I'm going to
3: be uh, designing that, that website and the branding. <laughs> the branding, the font is just going to be like a cloud of vape that forms the letters. All of a sudden, smoke
0: <laughs> is just going to appear
3: on the guest list. Like if you get deep into like a certain. E- every time you refresh the page, <laughs> it just smokes up and then it comes back down to see your information. Yeah, mm. it's, it, sounds, it smells like grapes, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do you guys have you ever vaped before? No, no, <laughs> no. no. I have not vaped. I was in a, a recording session once, uh, with this guy named Dave Orlando, and he had a uh, he had this vape that had blueberry pancake, mm-hmm. um, like. Vape juice? I don't know what it's
3: called. <laughs> That's what it's called? Vape juice. I so, swear, Willy Wonka is like the behind it. He created mind. vape. Yeah, He's the gr-
1: like, it, candy's no good. I have to get into the tobacco industry. <laughs> it was
0: it was extraordinary. Like I'm not gonna. It did make me want to go out and like start vaping, but it smelled just like blueberry pancakes so the, the whole recording session like every time i'd get ready to do vocals i'd be like would you go and like vape in the mm-hmm. booth for like 20 minutes <laughs> and so the whole time i was singing i can just i felt like i was an ihop mm-hmm. it was
3: it was <laughs> really i want to go to ihop so bad but steven and savannah don't like ihop why
2: we're denny's people all the way
3: hmm. we this is a constant the conversation eternal debate that we have. Of,
2: um waffle house denny's and uh, ihop yeah and IHOP is definitely at the bottom of the list. I'm a list.
3: stuffed French toast kind of fella.
1: I'm not a loyalist, but I have a strong sentimental place for Waffle House oh, in my heart. So good. I think they all they all fill different voids in my life. Yeah, that, that's I would agree with that statement. Uh, but
0: for me, like. I, my wife had a bad experience with Waffle
1: House, and so what I can. Woman hasn't had a bad. Yeah. Experience Is it because the food wasn't cooked? <laughs> uh, I think Savannah hasn't. I, I have never know,
2: had a bad experience at Waffle House. You're on my team. The There's glue between I us, think Savannah. She, it
1: was
0: her birthday. <laughs> she she brown, was born though. on Christmas, and. I think one year they were like out of town, and you could the only place that was open on Christmas was Waffle House, and I don't think you know, it mm-hmm. might have been
1: gross. I don't know. That's okay. Um, or but, it could have been back when cigarettes were allowed uh, who in your knows? food. Yeah, yeah,
3: in your food. So, so we it never go ashtray. to
0: Waffle House anymore. I only go to Waffle House if I'm on the road or something, yeah. and I can. <laughs> I have a friend who's tra- as trashy as me who will be like, Sean and I will go, go, go with Waffle you, Corey. Oh yeah. <laughs> Waffle no House though, have you had the triple chocolate pie?
1: I I. I... I have that. It's kind of like a moosey thing. Yes, yeah. that
0: is where it's at. Like, mm-hmm. it, like
3: maybe if, that's why. If you
0: catch nothing yeah. else from me today,
1: go to Waffle House, get the triple chocolate pie. It's like a dollar. It's so good. Yeah, and you don't even need to read the menu. Just order. Just a, get it. Just get the All Star Special. Two eggs over medium.
3: Never do that. I never
1: do that. I'm gonna oh, have man. Smash
3: Mouth stuck in my head now because you said <laughs> All Star.
1: You have an All Star. You know, last week when we had Faint Heart here and we recorded their podcast, we jammed. We jammed Smash Mouth, like, all day.
3: We just went to, we saw Census Fail down at the Granada in Lawrence, Kansas. That's such and, a weird thing. And they just started throwback. playing. They played, they Smash, played Mouth. Smash Mouth. That's awesome. And Failed it was dead. super magical. Was it? it's,
1: mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's circling in the same culture that is reviving 1998. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Versace Tamagotchi mm-hmm. on Instagram, you know who he is? Um, it, that whole ironic subculture. Yeah, they're trying to bring back like Slipknot and Limp Biscuit and 1998 3D word art. And on on Instagram,
3: on Instagram, you can now put like those old gifs. Yeah, like the crazy gifs from like way back in 2000. You can just, just put giving. that on your stuff. Yeah. yeah, the birth of gif.
0: Yeah, it's great. Speaking of census fail, I was so flabbergasted when they put like their new single out, and I was like. I I have never felt nostalgia like that. Mm-hmm. It sounded like they just took their old CD that you had mm-hmm. never heard before, and like here, here's yeah. us again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never heard a band mm-hmm. come back and sound more like I thought they would mm-hmm. than that new senses fail record.
3: It's it's pretty impressive. Like that's something that I've been listening to a whole lot, and I could just go on a massive tangent about how great it is. Buddy, the front man was talking about just. All of the personal things that he's been going through and the hardships that he's done, and it gave a lot of a lot more perspective to the album too. It's super fun to listen to surface level, but then digging into it, it's wonderful. Which I think, like their previous albums, they have had a lot of that in it too. This is just very. Um, it's easy to see.
0: I think it's really interesting, and and and, and something that really excites me. That some of these bands that we grew up listening to uh when you know were like seventeen and mm-hmm. you know even till like seventy to twenty four and you're 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 growing up with these bands, but they're they're maybe a couple years older than you, and then they kind of fade away, go away, come back in ten years, and are still the band that you love mm-hmm. with a lot more life experience and a lot more perspective and a lot, and it seems sometimes like- more musical taste.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes... I mean that sincerely. I mean, like, they've grown, you know? I don't mean that
0: to be a bash. For me, I think it's just the... Them evolving, usually as a person, to go... Because when, when we're in like our early twenties, most of us suck, yeah. you know. If in the music industry, at least, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we don't have a good perspective. <laughs> we're just trying really hard to survive, and yeah. and you know we're trying really hard to fit in, and, and it just seems like you with at least like rock and roll and punk rock. Once you break that like thirty year old mark, and you might be maybe you have had kids, or maybe you've gotten married, or your life has changed, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden your songwriting's evolving into this not just like here's my feelings. Please buy my record. It's, it's, it's so, it seems to be so much more personal and so much more um, impactful for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just like, I feel like once songwriters hit that 30 year old mark, it's like, now you're telling me something Mm -hmm. that you really feel.
3: I feel like it it does kind of, it's like, it's almost with a lot of people. Like when you, when you're younger it's all about the hustle and it's about like getting to the next step. But then like when you become thirty or when you are around there, it's just part of who you are and it's about honing your craft. You see a lot of that at Warp Tour too, with like a lot of the bands who've been around for a long time end up being mentors, even accidentally, to of uh, these younger bands that are that are um, starting to be on the tour.
2: So when is Radiance Effect putting out a new record? Okay. Oh yeah. Can I just be like, on it? I
3: <laughs> I have been
0: working so hard. I like it's, <laughs> this comes up in every podcast with almost everybody who knows me, in some form talking about the old days, and I usually edit it out.
2: <laughs> like, I'd be happy with your reunion tour too. You don't have to make new music. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, it's actually <laughs> there. There's like four or five unreleased songs that like are just sitting on hard drives that I've thought about putting out, but I I have thought about getting together with. Uh, a few of my favorite people from that that era um, and just like hashing through, just not trying to go back to what we ever did, but like, uh, you know, particularly like Ben and Curtis. Um, it was just, those were the first guys that I ever met that were just like, why are you so good? Like, I, I didn't understand their talent. And, you know, uh, Chris Caceres was just this extraordinary guitar player. And those guys taught me a lot about Music that I didn't know, and I've always wanted just to like this point in my life, just sit down and just jam out some rock and roll, and just and with no rules, and just make something just trashy and awesome. Um, so I don't know, it, maybe someday. But
3: trashy and awesome. Trashy that sounds like and Taco awesome. Bell.
0: Yeah, that could, that could be the <laughs> name of your right album. It
3: is, or the single. I wanted Threaten's to. The Effect. Uh, trashy and awesome. Yeah, that
0: would probably maybe. <laughs> The, I'll keep the awesome out I'm Too yeah. self, self-deprecating to, to put that Trashy on and all
1: right <laughs> yeah, tr- yeah. Trashy and acceptable I, yeah. I would, I'm, So
0: I'm working on A new record right now And I actually wanted to call it Rockin' Eye Roll But like <laughs> But I have gotten Such bad feedback That could from be your that. shirt though Your yeah. next t-shirt <laughs> There you go uh-huh. I thought it was I thought it was funny But like Apparently it just sounds like A sushi roll It there. does yeah. Actually That was my very yeah. first thought <laughs> so, Was we were probably sushi
3: Probably with Shrimp in it Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so i'm on the internet i show up at what is it guestlist.com
3: is that right uh the gstlst.com and then um shortly it'll be even shorter it'll be gstlst.com nice cool so no vowels yeah no vowels man that it's short and simple yeah and it confuses me but that's the best way to do it bookmark it and then you'll never have to remember (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I show up to your website. Mm-hmm. What am I seeing? What What's my mm-hmm. experience? Like, what can I do here as soon as I land on your website?
3: So there's a couple things. Um, when you immediately land on the website itself, there is a uh, a search form. So you can immediately start searching for something if you know what you're wanting to find. Um, You can search by the festival name, you can search by artists, you can search by location, and then there's two filter options that are right there. You can filter by music genre, or you can filter by proximity, um, or price, I think it's price right now. Uh, But that will kind of focus in the search itself a little bit more. You don't have to search through any of those things. You can just hit search, and it'll give you everything. Uh, So it's just whatever your preference is. Um, Or you can scroll down the page, and we start to serve up uh, some, like, um, just like some of the different festivals that we have. It has some of the recommended festivals as well, something you can do on the site, which we'll probably talk about later. But uh, you can review festivals so when you review something it gives the festival a score an aggregated score uh, on the homepage, you can sift through some of the more popular festivals as well so if you're just looking to discover something that's a good first step um, further down the page as well there's a uh, video um, kind of player, like a playlist. And this is something new. You haven't seen this yet. Ooh. But it ties to our YouTube channel so that any of the sessions that we do with you wonderful folks at, at Shadowscape uh, serve directly to the homepage as well so people oh. can immediately see like what this experience is. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's pretty neat. And then, we didn't pay a lot for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then further down, there's a map that Corey was talking about earlier that has all of the festivals across the United States and you get to see like where some of them are at and what regions tend to have the most festivals and you can uh, click on them from there, get a little bit more information from that and then dive in however you want to. Yeah.
1: The the scoring system was another thing that really jumped out and grabbed me. That just impressed me so much. And it makes so, so much sense because we review everything nowadays. We have Amazon, mm-hmm. we have Uber, you mm-hmm. know, everything gets a score and a review, but I had never thought about, reviewing, you know, if there was a community of people reviewing and scoring festivals, what that does to help other communities of people looking... Festivals, I think that's really, but only someone who is doing what you were doing, which was trying to get to fifteen festivals a summer, (laughs) would think (laughs) of that. You know, (laughs) is this worth our time? Yeah,
2: it's just those little things, like, hey, maybe don't bring your kids to this festival because it's not like not a good situation. Because there's a mosh pit. Yeah, Yeah. um just the different little things that you you only know if you've been and and really sharing that community.
1: That's cool. To create a
2: better experience.
0: So I know right now it seems like you guys are pooling all this information and, and building these databases. Um, in the future, do you have any plans to spread this out and work directly with festivals or is this kind of something you want to keep in house?
2: Yeah, we're doing, I'm doing a big, uh, press release for all my contacts, um, and hopefully work directly with the festivals, which, you know, we worked with obviously a lot of festivals last year going to 15 of them, but, um, using our contacts there to make it an even better experience. Um, I think a really big goal of playlist play is to help smaller bands succeed. And now a goal for guest list is to help smaller festivals succeed. That's Cause anytime cool. a festival yeah. doesn't get to come back, it's heartbreaking, especially if it's one that you loved that was yeah. doing some good and it's hard to be a festival and it's hard to survive. So, um, you know, whatever we can do working with those festivals to help create an amazing experience and just give them attention. You know, there's so many festivals that are affordable and that, you know, aren't very far from where you live that um, people could be enjoying. They just don't know about them yet.
3: Yeah, and there's, um, like, we we strive to do that to feature different festivals in different ways. Like, through Playlist Play, we're able to create content like galleries and interviews and stuff like that. Through uh, Guest List, we're able to actually create this identity uh like a comprehensive identity for the festival in one place and we do allow festivals like if there are festival curators that are out there they can get onto the site i'm a big documentation nerd so in our about page we've got like a couple different about pages um, but you can advertise on the site in a couple different ways you can promote your festival listing. so for smaller festivals you can bump up your listing into like the, the top of the search results into some of the different carousels that are on the page or on the website as well, so that they're getting priority access, um, so that you can get your information in front of people a little bit easier um we also have like related festivals so if you're a super badass festival that's around the chicago area you can have your festival appear on the same page uh or like a link to it appear on the same page as like Lollapalooza, um so that every festival is like just easily accessible um and that so you understand what it is within all of these different contextual buckets Uh, But we try to make it as easy as possible for not just fans to find and love a festival, but for the people who are curating the festival who love it to help other people better understand it and better love it and better access it.
2: And for bands to get placed on festivals, too.
3: Yeah, that's something we're looking at um, further as well Is just making it easier for people to sign up for to play a festival itself and to get themselves further known
1: such a phenomenal resource if you guys are listening right now um as we record this it's 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 in beta mode Mm -hmm. but if you're hearing this it's live Mm -hmm. it's it's out on the internet so you should go there and follow along it's out there slithering around it is click along as we as we describe Mm -hmm. these things and 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 share it on your Facebook page and on social media. So is there any like prerequisite to if, say I'm
0: a festival and I happen upon guest list and I'm like, dang, we're not on here. And, but all these other places, all these other festivals around us are, and I want to be on it. Like, is it, are you kind of like just the gatekeeper and you say yes or no, or is it just kind of open to anybody
3: if, or if a submission it's
2: a festival and it's in America? We want to have it on our site.
3: Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, like I was saying, there's a lot of um, contact forms on the website. So if you can't find your festival, or if you are going to start a festival and you want us to build a page to make sure that it's on you. there immediately, then reach out to us. Um, we just—it's the same email address that we use across everything: connect at playlistplay dot com. Uh, and we've got contact forms on the website too, so you can reach out, give us your information, and we'll make sure to get it up on there. Right on. So.
0: Well I'm I'm just mildly curious, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with guest list, but um where does this journey start for you? Because like Savannah's got all these spreadsheets and all these ideas and all these things that she wants to do. But the reality is a lot of the times the conversations we have, there's somebody who actually has to like put some letters down mm-hmm. and, and they have to turn into <laughs> a beautiful website, you know. Yeah. Where does this this journey start for you, like coding and building websites? Because you know, obviously, you built Playlist Play from what seems like scratch, and you built Guest List from scratch. And and I, not only am I looking at these two websites, going, oh, those are cool, but this isn't just like a Squarespace site that you're plugging things into. It's just this isn't just like an easy like, oh, we have three pages, and otherwise you need to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Like, you've built two of the more organized, like better like curated websites within the music industry than I've ever seen in my entire life, period. And I think that's like, that's that makes sense if you are like a giant corporation, but you're like a few, you're a few people building better sites in the music industry than I've seen on most websites. So, where's that journey start for you and, and and just can you just talk to me about like the creation of of Nick jumping into building websites <laughs> and building these kind of websites and yeah. what's that, what that's like?
3: Yeah, and thank you for that. Yeah. I I think that's something I mean, that Yeah, and I, I appreciate that too. It's I think that's what kind of helps sets us apart from a lot of the different music publications that are out there. Is because of the way that we look at things. We're looking at it from a somewhat outside perspective. We've been doing this for a while, but we've we also were just fans for the longest time, and we still are at our core fans. So we're building it from that perspective, and which is so obvious. And we we try to make it obvious because we that's that's who our audience is. Um, it's fans, and then it's it's people who are making music, and on both sides of those fences, it's people who consume music you're listening to music, you're loving music. So my day job, I'm a user experience designer, and that is all about users. It's the first word. It's about identifying who the person is that you, that is using your product and who is interacting with your design, and then identifying how they can better interact with it, what the flows are for like getting them to um, get to every piece of that product that they need to easily. So for us... With list, especially, Playlist Play, we just kind of like stumbled into and then we've uh, like I've redesigned the dang that thing 30,000 <laughs> times. Um, but it's, it's identifying, OK, who are the people that we are building this for? Who are the people who are going to be accessing this? OK, what information do they want to see? And then kind of mapping out all of this stuff. So Savannah starts to spreadsheets. I start with a lot of just, like, Google Docs or, or like, a Word doc um, and just starting to kind of outline the different steps of this thing. Uh, And then from there, I start to identify, like what the structure is of the website itself whether that's building it from scratch or um, using a content management system like uh like wordpress being able to find like a a rough theme that you can then kind of put into shape i'm all about efficiency so that's usually where it starts as well using something like wordpress also allows for not just myself to get in and you have to use like an ftp server um, or get into like the rough back end it allows for savannah or steven or whoever it might be to jump in and to quickly populate data um so i kind of like get to that step and then i start to actually lay out the page and create a skeleton of what this experience is before i usually do immediately that i start to wireframe things sketch things out it's just identifying like okay when you get to the first page when you get to the home screen what do people see Uh, And then figuring out like, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? If you're here, how do you get back to here? If you're at this place, how do you find things that are like that? And mapping out all of that information. And then I tend to do branding towards the end. Um, So that's kind of creating this better identity of what this information is. So you kind of have like the foundation, the structure of the house. Then you start to build it up and make it look really pretty. Then you start to actually decorate the inside and bring in like all of your super wonderful comfy couches and your dog and all these other things. So once we had like the website established, the structure of it, then we started to, or I started to kind of dig into what does this thing look like? How do we... Now that we know who we are creating a product for, how do we create a visual identity that matches that and helps bring people in and make them feel comfortable for guest list or feel kind of like edgy and on the brink of discovering something for Playlist Play? Um, It's identifying all of those different pieces and being aware of them as you go through. And then it's also being able to admit like, okay, I've been designing this somewhat in a vacuum I know that I'm probably wrong about some of this stuff. How do I open this up to other people to make sure that other people can give us their opinion because we're not designing this just for ourselves, even though it's a tool we'll use so that's why we did why we are doing a beta for guest list and we're opening up to feedback from people so that we can get the information that people want into this thing and we're realistic about it as well like there's only so much that you can do as even a human so within guest list i've started to kind of craft a um a roadmap for all of these different releases for our different versions so as we release version two we'll have new features that are a part of it that have been requests that people have been chatting about um, or sharing with us via the beta itself uh so that's just kind of how it is it's a very iterative cycle and it's kind of starting with who is who are the people that we're designing this for creating this for And then how do we sustain that and ensure that we're growing with those people? Because if we lose track of that, if we let the website remain stagnant in any kind of way across like anything that people are building, if you leave something stagnant, just like a house, the house metaphor I was using earlier, it will become dilapidated. It'll fall apart. It'll feel stagnant. And especially today, you can't feel stagnant. You have to keep moving.
2: You know how your wife like leaves you a list and it says like mow the grass and change the light bulb. Uh, in our marriage, it's I need this image. I need you to build me a new page. Uh, I'm going to need the short link for this.
3: And that's oh. something the really important part that I left out, which is like the very beginning is just us having conversations and us kind of talking about, oh, wouldn't this be cool?
2: A
0: lot of scotch and sketchpad.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole lot it of is, that.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm sure there's a
1: lot of a lot of developers out there though that just listened to what you said and they're like oh that's the perfect marriage man (laughs) (laughs) why can't my wife be like that i don't want to mow the yard i just want her to ask me to make a blast splash page or a thumbnail
2: the the requests really mount up very fast (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. like oh i don't want to open this text from her she needs something
0: (laughs) so with branding i know that's something that you and i have found a, a fun part of our friendship mm-hmm. is just talking about that looks cool. That looks like crap. Mm-hmm. This is neat. That's bad. Like where does branding come for you? Like, do you have like a, uh, is there an inspiration that you're holding on to or is this kind of just coming out of the ethers of your brain? Like, Oh, that's neat to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is there any like brand guide in your brain or is it just kind of whatever you like in that moment?
3: I tried to being, in UX, I try to steer things clear of like being in design as well. And I think this is something we talked about. It's not about designing for yourself or creating something for yourself. Well, like it might look cool and that's your aesthetic. It's very much of like, how is this going to resonate with someone? So with the Playlist Play branding, with I, the Playlist Play rebrand is a really good example of this. We started in a, a kind of initial place where we had an idea of like the people that we wanted to visit the site after i think it was a year we we knew the kind of people that visited our site and we knew what kind of music they listened to so the logo for it is like kind of distressed distressed it's a little like punk-ish um that's all because of the audience that we have kind of curated Uh, other people who ended up visiting our site and the the content that people interacted with the most was That so we wanted to gear something towards them. Guest list is I am a big fan of like establishing brand adjectives. So like I was saying before, like I started with the structure of the website itself, and then like looked at Savannah's spreadsheets and kind of identified what is this thing? This is what it should kind of feel like, um, or this is like what it should what what it should feel like when you interact with it. And then I took that to what should it look like? Um, so within that, like I established some some adjectives like I think trustworthy, adventurous, uh, whatever other ones. And then I tried to embody those within like the font selection or the like the the logo mark itself, um, the interaction within the logo, all of these different things. So it was it was very much of um, how how can this represent what we're trying to create? within a very quick, concise way. Yeah. I've always um, been
1: a fan of you guys' branding. I don't think you've ever done thanks. anything that didn't look good. So
3: thanks. I I, I bet you have. I try. I <laughs> I'm I sure you have. I hate everything <laughs> I do. To? That's why I like rebrand everything so frequently. Like Guestless hasn't even fully launched yet and I've already I branded it and then I rebranded it. Um heard yeah. you talking about that right when you walked in. I was laughing in the kitchen because Savannah was
1: like, Corey, Nick already rebranded guest list and it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. So maybe you never branded it at all.
0: You just had yeah. a placeholder.
3: It was it was iterative, like yeah. I said, and it's always it's always changing.
0: I've been really in this strange spot in the past year with creativity, with writing, um, with design for the longest time. And I think you're right. So I don't want what I'm saying to to discredit that or to sound like it's against that. Yeah. I have for the longest time looked at things like who's the user? What would they like? What what would they understand? What would be best for them? And within the past year, I've really started to not care. <laughs> and and it's not because I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I really do, I think I care. Too a much. lot, maybe too much, but the one thing that I've tried to embrace in the past year is: is my would my pursuit of completely selfish creation help me find a, a new place that maybe would help me identify my people? faster mm-hmm. it, which i think it's it's different though for guest list and it's different though for probably what you're doing for like the large brands that you work for because you're you're trying to make something for the masses whereas like within design and branding even with Shadowscape, like i know like i just wonder if there's a purity to creation where it's like you know what I this would work this color would work people like this look this is popular this is trendy but what if we just did whatever the hell we wanted, mm-hmm. and we said we don't care if this is cool, we don't care if this is right. But when you look at it, there's such a clear identifier that this is us. I wonder, I wonder if, if there's any part of you that's in there that that comes out, whether or not you, you really yeah. perceive it.
3: Yeah, and I think it kind of ends up coming back to a couple different things. It's it's being able to just have something that's based off of pure passion like you want it to resonate with someone with emotion, like it has to get to that emotional level however you arrive to that point. And I think that's it's also something that you learn when you are doing it more frequently, like over and over and over again, but you have to acknowledge yourself as a master of your craft. And it's really, really hard to do, especially when you haven't been doing something very long. But with whatever you do, you eventually have to come to this point where you realize that, and establishing that trust with your client, especially within design, is something very important because they have to trust your aesthetic. They have to trust the way that you're creating something, the way that you're measuring it. Um, and I think that kind of connects to what you're talking about because it is you in the like the end of the day, you are creating this thing. You are making this music. You are making this logo. Um, and it is coming from you, even if you aren't designing it for yourself so there, there is that piece of you that's in it, uh, and I think you you can't lose track of that,
0: right? I, I'm always curious if you know, because when I see like Nick's stuff, mm-hmm. I know it's Nick's stuff. Like <laughs> I know it. Like Nick has a type. You have a type. Bright
3: colors, if you ask Savannah. It is It's a lot
0: of bright colors. <laughs> but it's it's like I I can spot it from a mile away, and it's funny, you know. You you know living here in Kansas City, uh, you know there's. I'll be walking downtown, and I'll see a venue, and there'll be a poster. Like there'll be a hundred posters on the window, and I won't even know that you designed one of them. But as soon as I see it, I'll know that I can. I can just text you and be like a picture, and be like, "Is this you?" And it's uh, yeah, that's me. Like I, I know you and i so i think there is an element of you whether you're meaning to or not that just is like nick's just happening whether whether that's what the user needs
3: or not and i think like to some extent you like that's what establishes your clients your clientele it also establishes your like design tribe is like who you what you end up identifying yourself as within your aesthetic because that is half the reason, if not more, then that's like what attracts people to you. That's why people want you to design posters for them, why they want you to like put together branding for them or whatever it might be, is because they saw something that you've done and they like that. They like how it looks or like how it feels. And the
2: same could be said for Playlist Play. Like the people who visit mm-hmm. our website and listen to our playlists are like us because mm-hmm. they like the things that we like and they trust our curation. And they if, if we are talking about a band, they can trust that that's going to be a band that they like.
3: Yeah, no matter how like wide you cast your net, you're always going to get those people that are kind of like closer to you. You're going to bring them in.
0: Yeah, I've always really tried to figure out who, who I'm always thinking about with any clients I have, any brand I'm working with, or just any peers, like collaborative efforts. I'm always trying to understand them and who are their people who are looking at them. Like, what are the kind of people who like that? And just, just to to, to to help myself better understand who these people are that I'm working with. What's interesting about you is it's hard to really pin down Nick and his creative thing because, like, I see you design for like lots of like punk bands and like bands that we're into. You, but I also scroll through your Instagram and John Mayer likes your photos, <laughs> and it's like, what? The, I don't, I don't know. I can, I can no longer establish the your people anymore um, <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> no no it's that's mostly
3: just pictures of my dog on instagram yeah that's but, yeah. true but so it that's, should I be. i mean yep.
0: that's that's a people too mm-hmm. so i'm curious um with with guest list and playlist play um these are really interactive websites mm-hmm. that are constantly changing and i think a lot of websites particularly um unless you're like a music like blog or an online music magazine a lot of um artists within the music industry it seems like their websites are almost a, a waste like it's just kind of a hub to get to their social but for you guys is is there much of a lean with guest list into social or does it really play kind of as a standalone a lot better
3: so a a big part of that is it's When we try to describe Playlist Play or our other websites, um, our other websites, just guest list, but they are music experience websites. That's the way we kind of have branded them or that's what we tend to call them when people ask us like what is this thing? Um, there are many different pieces to that. So if you're going onto the website, it is more finely tuned, curated elements. It is like the long form story pieces, it's it's concert reviews or it's like the data based information um on guest list but when you do go to our socials it's a little more free form it's more of like it's when you meet your coworker for drinks after work essentially it's it's seeing like the stories that we post on instagram and facebook with behind the scenes stuff at festivals like we we're pretty fortunate in that we get to like go to a lot of festivals and we get to go behind the scenes and meet people or interact with bands back there or do sessions with you all. Uh, and a lot of people don't get to see what that experience is like. So on social, a lot of, a lot of the times it's us kind of pulling down the curtain and showing you like, this is what it's like. This is This is just a community. So it's kind of putting you in in one way into the community itself. And it's also just like sharing stuff that we think is kind of cool.
1: It's more the conversation. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like when you follow an artist on Mm -hmm. social media, you see them live and you see the stage performance and you see the way they're dressed and Mm -hmm. the the things that they say. But then you follow them on Instagram and they're showing you what they're eating for dinner on their Mm -hmm. tour bus the conversation
3: yeah it's it's like a it's a handshake yeah that's or hu- cool. it's more of a hug i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. long hug big long we sometimes love sweaty hug that's
2: something you should know about us
1: uh-huh. so we love it's hugs true. We, we all got hugs when you came <laughs> in i've never not gotten hug
0: yeah when i've been around you yep. too that's just the way it is that's what it's we healthy. do so i'm really curious and i know this is a hard process but do you have plans to develop an app for guest lists?
3: Yeah. The short answer is yes. And right now, like if you visit the website on a mobile uh, browser, it feels like an app and that is purposeful. Um, something that we would like to do, we would like to allow people to, and this is future facing. So if we don't do this in like a year, don't come back to me and be like, you said we were going to do this, but hopefully like be able to allow people to create festival, um, like fashion their own lineups, uh and schedules on the website itself when you go to a festival especially like bonnaroo or somewhere there's a really good chance that you're not going to have service when you're at one of these or things or your phone is dead or your phone it's is the story dead. of my life but all that wouldn't help with, with an app <laughs> so we'll just go with with offline if like if you're offline it would be great to be able to have access to all this information to be able to see like the last facebook post or to have your schedule ready. Um, so having the app would then be just like a pocket-sized version of this. So you can access any of this information at any time, which ties into the being prepared aspect of guest list. Yeah.
1: Would, yeah. would you allow other users, maybe depending on their ratings, rankings, or involvement, would you allow other users to create their own like recommended schedules to share so you could download Steve's yeah. Bonnaroo,
2: like a a taste maker situation
3: yeah Yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of like what we're starting to establish with being able to review festivals if we can put more of this into trusting the people who have gone to these festivals through like their recommended place recommended place to eat or like best food track at this place or whatever it might be that would be the better because we do want this to feel like a community to some extent.
1: Well, that'll actually save you some legwork in a way.
3: It does. As long as efficiency
1: there is curated yeah. tastefully as well. Yeah. Vetted a bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's somewhere that we want to start walking towards. Sure. That's
0: great. I, it seems like a tough line to go. Is this a place to find festivals and Mm -hmm. to buy tickets and to see what's up Mm -hmm. or is and are we developing a completely festival related social network yeah that sounds like a nightmare maybe cool also maybe a nightmare
3: and it's you have to be careful with how it establishes itself because it's it has to be organic to some extent because it's definitely not like while we want to give people access to quickly buy tickets or promoted content whatever that might be it's it's kind of a, a secondary to giving people the information that they need. And then also the, this community aspect, the social network, and I'm using a lot of air quotes with that side of things is more of like a byproduct of that as well. Mm-hmm. It's something that should kind of begin to establish itself. Um, because you can like, when you leave a review, you can reply to a review as well. So someone can tell you like, nah, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or like, I actually think like it's gotten better in the past years. Uh, So there's kind of like the seed of that. And then we'll see like where people take that and what people are asking for and seeing if like we can kind of broaden that. And we'll never try to make it like Facebook. We might even leverage like Facebook groups to tie into this or like give people access to quick platforms so that they can easily communicate with one another. Um, But yeah, you just have to kind of get there and watch what path begins to develop by itself even.
0: So can I f- use the website? Do I need to have like a login and create like a person that's on your website or can I use it as a guest or what mm-hmm. do you recommend if I'm there for the first time?
3: So it's, it's pretty open. Like you can get on there and not use, you don't have to sign up for a profile. Um, you can just peruse information like most websites nowadays. You can just kind of peruse information and get exactly what you need. Um, and then on the flip side of that, if you like to curate your own content, if you want to keep track of things, if you want to know like when a festival announces their lineup, if there's something that you really love, you can create a, uh, a profile on guest list and then start bookmarking some of these festivals so that you can keep track of them. So when changes happen, you know it's there for you. Uh, so it's it just depends on whatever kind of user you are and how you want to gather your information and, and how you want to keep that uh accessible
0: nice nice do you guys have a favorite festival
3: there are a lot i think it just depends on what you're going for like overall atmosphere i would say um sasquatch it was my first festival and it's probably still one of my favorites because what a great name it's so good and the the phrase like that everyone was saying i don't know if it's official or not but it was kicking it in the quatch <laughs>
1: i've which actually is, said that yeah. multiple
3: times to it's, sean you know it's there's like, been a
1: few applicable situations yeah. we've been in yeah, <laughs> you got you, that got, you got to I, I
3: i love it though because it's like it's this almost fantastical place and my favorite band the Decemberists. the first time i ever saw them was there it's at the gorge which is this massive it's this massive um I don't even know. It's, gorge. it's a gorge. <laughs> it is a gorge. It's like a canyon. And there's the main stage, and that's like right on the edge of the canyon itself. So December. It's in Washington. Washington. So it's in Washington. Okay. It's in like the desert of Washington, which most Weird. most people don't even yeah. know is a thing. Yeah. So it's just kind of out there. And when I was seeing the Decembris, the sun was setting right behind the gorge mm. and right behind the stage. And it was Magical. beautiful. But Sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. It's a nightmare. Uh, Warp tour has been one of the fondest memories of my entire life because it's the festival that kind of taught me that you can be whoever you want to be and people will accept you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something really beautiful to that. But um, in town, here in Kansas City, middle of the map, is something that is just put together with pure passion. Mm-hmm. And it's people who love music, who are like curating uh, an event. And then I'm just going to name all the festivals folk alliance which we've worked with in the past as well it's another one of those things where people love this and then the kansas city folk fest as well which is part of that it's people who love this who are putting this on because they think oh this would be so rad all of these artists people need to hear them and it's it's a it's a chance to to kind of create something like that i'm done
2: (laughs) We're also like really big fans of <laughs> hangout festival and mm-hmm. Gulf Shores because it's right on the beach Gulf Shores and, is the uh, best anyway it's <laughs> vacation yep, destination. Uh, um but yeah it's right on the the beach it has my uh favorite tacos in the whole world and what are those it's just this stand that's literally called tacos 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 Mm. and it's (laughs) only it's a (laughs) pop-up it's only there during hangout and i just like crave it all year round but usually hangouts like on my birthday and we're on a beach and super uh wide variety of artists and you get a lot of walking in and a lot of sunshine and it's pretty magical
3: they're brilliant though like where should we put this festival? Probably on a beach.
2: Like literally on the ocean. So it's
0: cool. And all I can think about is tacos, tacos, tacos. Oh, oh that's all I tacos. can think about
2: every day of my life.
0: <laughs> if you, what's bizarre about Savannah and the progression <laughs> of Savannah <laughs> is at one point, I remember Savannah, I think she mostly would eat like candy and cakes. Yeah. And Has pastries. And. And that's 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 really I think was your diet for a little while. Now you've you've evolved into this this healthy like pretty food maker. <laughs> Where did that come from?
2: Um I don't know. I just Was
0: your body just trying to tell you something? Like Probably. That?
2: Yeah, it's that like getting older thing, but um yeah, I just somehow stumbled upon to this health journey like I knew I should be working out and that would make me feel better but I didn't like working out so I started like dancing ballet and rock climbing and doing acro yoga and um, I always say I'm easily tricked into exercising and then that that becomes um, like the gateway drug to like eating healthier and you know, I'm doing all this good stuff for my body so I've gotten into uh, smoothie bowl making and they um, look
0: delicious. They Half do. the time I don't it's they don't so even look good. like food. They look it's like so a painting. It's
2: kind of like eating dessert for breakfast, so that goes back to my truest form <laughs> of always wanting sweets.
0: How can I have dessert and not die? For
2: every meal, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you guys are highly involved with um with artists and with uh, curating content about artists. Um I'm curious if there was any like music magazines or online blogs or anything that really inspired you to want to do this or if there was any part of you that, if all of a sudden you were just like i just want to have a music blog or if you were inspired by other things or if you guys listen or watch or watch or read any other music things in the world that kind of guided you into this space
2: um it was even more simple than that and maybe it was subconscious um but we really just started sending each other playlists when we were dating. And, Yo! And, yeah, and uh, Nick made a website so we'd have a place to put uh, our playlists.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys,
3: uh, This is so Why? romantically
1: Stop disgusting it. and so, cute. Uh-huh. So
2: guest list has been so weird because we actually like have a game plan and a roadmap and Playlist Play was just like, oh, we just put playlists on a website. Oh, someone wants us to interview them. I guess we'll create a page for interviews or something and and we just figured it out and it was kind of
3: peek behind the curtain an
2: accident but um you know probably subconsciously i was influenced by ap magazine and you know like growing up reading those things and um but we were never like someday we're gonna have an online music magazine like we just woke up one day and we're like i think we have an online music magazine that's
0: the difference between like you guys are like not old <laughs> but like you meet kids now and and you'll you know, I have got cousins or whatever. Friends have kids, and they're like they're like ten. And it's like, what do you what do you like? What do you want to do when you grow up? And they're like, I want to be a YouTuber. Or mm-hmm. I want like they have all these things. Like, I want to be a fashion blogger. And it's like, you're nine. What yeah. are you talking about? But mm-hmm. so you know, I was just curious. You know, if there was it, it seems like you guys just happened upon it in an it, interesting
3: way. It did. I think it, like was influenced by the things that we do consume to some extent. So like Savannah was saying, alternative press is – is something we both read growing up, especially, um, for me, I, we always joke that like, we're just trying to be pure volume, <laughs> but we oh, kind I of are, we all
2: are being we, subconsciously influenced whoa. by
3: pure we are. Volume. it's just kind of yeah. still, is it still exists? I think it does, in but it's like a weird a kind form. of way. It's it's different. Um, wow, Pace you really mag- took me back there. Yeah, yeah. I had like a yeah. flashback to like yeah, emo I 2007 days.
0: <laughs> I literally have that flashback every day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pace Magazine was always something that's influenced me as well because it was the first magazine. CMJ kind of did this too, but it really taught me like why read about music when you can listen to it. So they had samplers that would come with the magazine itself and that was like it just made so much sense. Mm -hmm. Like why not let people listen to what you're talking about? Let them garner their own opinion, which was always like really beautiful to me. Um, Yeah.
2: I think as far as influences too, I was raised by musicians and everyone in my family plays music. And I was, I was in bands a little bit when I was younger, but I think as I've, Grown up, I've realized my place in the world is as a curator and not as a creator of music. And I think I can help a lot more people doing what I do rather than like trying to make music myself. And um, you know, when Nick and I met, we were what I what really stood out about him to me was how much he loved music and how much he knew about music, even though he wasn't a musician like mm. every other guy I had ever dated. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, it's, we That's
0: the best part. Someone mm-hmm. who loves music who's not a musician. I, know, yeah. they're so the cool. I ended up with someone who's not, <laughs> not even a musician. It's, <laughs> it's so great.
2: Um, but yeah, so we found our place in the world and in the music industry cuz it it takes all types and not everyone can be the musician and not everyone can be the guy on stage, but um, hopefully we're helping those guys.
0: Yeah. What an interesting story. Hi, I love you. I made you a website. Want to start a musical empire?
1: (laughs) We could also get married. Is that your bio on
0: Facebook?
3: Those are my vows, actually.
0: (laughs) What else can be said? His vows were literally a a playlist. It was so weird. Oh, my. Just kidding. This is is, is so meta. Mm -hmm. It goes so deep. Mm
3: -hmm. But I think that also describes, like, why we care so much about what we do. Because it all just kind of, like... Still comes back to that.
2: Our first date was a concert, and you know, our first memories were sending songs to each other when we woke up in the morning. And, um, you, know, you know, I like
0: music a little bit,
2: yeah. Art on our um, the day after we got married, we saw Dropkick Murphy's in Dublin. Like, it's
1: just <laughs> like that's awesome.
2: That's <laughs> our whole you know, life is, mapped out by music.
0: Film
1: is happening yeah. right now. We should have led with this, <laughs> yeah, to really rope people into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Yeah,
0: well, that's one of these days I'm gonna shoot it. Uh, Uh, just an indie film just about you guys (laughs) it'll be great um well you're talking about music magazines and things have you heard of i think it's like an online entertainment blog called lyrical lemonade Mm -mm. so i never had either uh i was actually so once or twice a week i'll just like browse through all the people i follow on youtube like usually like you're, you're just like Sitting on a toilet, like was yeah, gonna watch a YouTube video. Sean taught <laughs> me that, that too. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but I happened upon a an interview with Gary Vaynerchuk and the creator of Lyric Lemonade, and I never even heard of it. Apparently, it's like an online music magazine ish thing, but it came from a guy who's just like, I just really love hip hop in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like just, uh, oh, just, just, just a just like a little this. white, yeah. a little white kid. Like yeah. I just really like hip hop in Chicago. Started like promoting That's some cool. shows. Yeah, it grew into something. Mm-hmm. Now the dude's like blowing the freak up. They're asking him to like. He's like, I think he's curating stages for like wallapalooza and like. He I think he might be creating his own musical festival. He started printing merch. This was crazy to me. He started printing merch like hoodies. Yeah, that, he just has like a, a like, his logo is like Eliminate lemonade carton. Mm-hmm. It says lyrical lemonade on <laughs> it. So, he, this is what he said. He said he started, he only makes like 1,500 hoodies at a time. Mm-hmm. He sells them out in like four minutes. They're like $70. Oh my God. So, yep. in four minutes, he makes $90,000. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> <Can you imagine laughs> this is it? an online, Never. like, entertainment website. So, I'm just like so stoked for when yeah. you guys are rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. One day. It's just so crazy, <laughs> though, how things, mm-hmm. you know, I only say that to just highlight how insane, like, and like, I guess insanely powerful mm-hmm. these, these like curative models are because realistically, I mean, that's. I think that's why we love Spotify, mm-hmm. is because they're helping us find things. Because we we're all like searching for these. We want to find music. And I think that's why. Honestly, back in the day, MySpace was so good because yeah. you could just endlessly click top, until you found five. you found something that you liked. And I think that's such a valuable thing that you guys are doing to take that time to curate things that you yeah. love and 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 to really. What's really mar- remarkable about you two is that I I I know there's bands you probably don't like but i i i don't (laughs) hear about them very often it's just Mm -hmm. we love music we're gonna champion Mm -hmm. everyone we meet that has a pulse and i i think that's that's remarkable because that's really hard um you know it's really hard for people to embrace all creatives so well as you guys do and so i think that's that's a really interesting just piece about you guys in the industry versus uh, maybe some other people in the industry who are kind of in it for you know the the money or the, the fame. Uh, yeah. yeah. Your intentions are, are really pure and I think uh that that's that's just a really cool thing to see. Um, you know, the only thing I'm really curious at this point is what what's the do you have a big picture idea for guest list? Like where where do you want this to go? Like what can you inspire us to like stick with guest lists for you know, for <laughs> the long haul? What's what's coming up?
2: I mean, my big picture, big dreams are every festival in the world. And, you know, we we have to travel to them, of course, to right. <laughs> to create content. And you're such a big yeah. deal that they pay you to yeah, do it. And, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. But no, I, I want to help every festival in the world. And I want to really be a resource to plug bands in with festivals and bridge that gap. And, um, you know, really make it easy for people to enjoy music and consume music in a new way.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and it's... I think it's taking the base of what we've done and then creating an app for that for specific use cases. It's also adding more features to it. So um, Savannah kind of mentioned before city guides. That's something that we'll eventually be getting to, like with our probably V2 release, um, we'll be kind of curating these, um, these other pages for what, uh, like the what the city itself is and what you can be doing within the city when you're around these festivals. Um, we're hoping to, like I was saying earlier too, begin to allow people to create their own festival schedule. So when they're there, they can just stay within the guest list environment and curate those. Um, I feel like there's like a bunch of other stuff that we've got on the on the roadmap that we want to start adding in. It's a cool
2: project because there's just so many ways you can go with it. You yeah. Know? And yeah, It's just Ever exciting. It's, we talk about it all the time. We go on date mm-hmm. night and we're just talking about guest lists, you know, yeah. and, and it's cool and, and we're glad to be at this point. You
0: know? I think that's really any big, great, just – awesome business and, and and maybe maybe why a lot of businesses you're seeing like not evolve correctly mm-hmm. because there are some brands out there who started as like a chocolate maker and now they're making automobiles but mm-hmm. they're excelling because all they really wanted to do is help people yeah and do something they're passionate about and it's a core uh, it's, idea i think that's where you guys are kind of at like i've seen in our just our friendship and relationship with you guys is slowly you guys are starting to love more things and mm-hmm. you're starting to meet new people who love things and you start loving those things because you love those people and i think that's a really good um kind of just way to look at it like mm-hmm. there's so much we can do there's really nothing that playlist play can't do it's just what do we want to do and how do we do it passionately and well
3: yeah and and part of that too is just continuing to listen to what people want this to be right and curating it around that around that space and making it into this environment that people want to spend time in because it's not what we think they want it to be, it's what they want it to be, and they're seeing us present it in that kind of way. Give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's ultimately what we are trying to do. We just want people to love this because they love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pure. That's good. All right, two quick questions. Speed round. Nick, best record of all time?
3: Oh, my God. God, Isn't that the I, worst? I it's would a say it's the not get. even a speed round. It, December is picturesque. It's gorgeous. Or like flip side, second option, runner up or tie, Garden State soundtrack.
0: Mm. Savannah, best record of all time.
3: She's crying.
2: <laughs> so I can't even pick a favorite band.
3: Uh, I'm sure it's like an Emery record.
2: Yeah, it might be Emery's I'm Only a Man, honestly.
3: That's good. That's good. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Remember that cool alright
0: so tell us where can we find you exactly I want to be able to find you guys you can talk about Playlist Play you can give us guest list both of those I want to know exactly where to go
3: so for Playlist Play it's at Playlist Play for most places um, for Instagram, it's that. Uh, if you just search for playlist play on Facebook, you can easily find us there as well. On Twitter, it's at live listen share because some snarky butthole decided to take playlist play. But if you're listening, you're that snarky. <laughs> you're butthole. the snarky we'll Buy it butthole. from you for
2: ten dollars.
3: Yeah, I think it's like German or something. <laughs> It's not even here. You got to watch out for those Germans. Yeah. Well, Sean's
0: girlfriend's German. Maybe she can help you. But she's lovely. Can (laughs) she translate (laughs) a message? Uh, We all know Sophie.
3: And then for guest list, it's the same across everything. So it's the uh, GST, LST for everything instagram it's that twitter it's that facebook if you search for just guest list you should be able to find it if you search immediately for the gst lst then you can find that too the website like i said is uh the gst com or just com. And And our websites
2: link to each other so if you find one thing you're good to go
3: yeah if you can if you can track us down in one place then you can find uh the thread that leads to the other (laughs) the whole sweater will
1: unravel man
3: yeah yeah. then if you want to see plenty of like dog and cat pictures then i do find our, our our individual pages I love <laughs> dogs yeah lots of dogs
0: well thank you guys so much for being on the
3: podcast yeah, thank you thanks for having us
0: i hope you all have learned a lot if you ever uh want to mentor the greatest designer coder you've ever met <laughs> uh you just email nick maybe he'll help you probably not mm-hmm. he's too busy
3: to help you <laughs> I'm always open to chatting Actually, and Actually, if you
2: really want to get a hold of us, contact me.
3: <laughs> this do, is true. Yeah, that's true. We do internships, too. Yeah. yeah,
2: we do internships.
1: Also, if you are, you know, looking for a long-lasting marriage relationship, <laughs> just base one around building a career together mm-hmm. slash building a career together made a long-lasting relationship. So that's cool.
3: Build playlists, build
1: love. That's right.
0: Uh, Loveless list play. I'm going to get that tattoo. <laughs>
3: Nice, <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, you've been listening to the Shadowscape podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Sean, and we'll probably see you later. Probably. You've been listening to the Shadowscape podcast. This podcast was created by Shadowscape Records in Kansas City, Missouri. For more information, check us out online at shadowscaperecords.com. You can also find us at facebookcom shadowscaperécords, Instagram at shadowscaperecords, and Twitter at Shadowscape Escape